Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Thank you so much, Coach Dream, and thank you to everyone that's joining us on the line this morning. I'm super excited, as always, to have the opportunity to share with you, and I won't prolong because I want to make sure that I get in all of what I wanted to share with you this morning. Um, So today's topic is the power of single-mindedness. It's taken a couple of days to identify double-mindedness. We talked about ways to address it, but I really want us to close out the week uh, today and tomorrow to really hone in on being focused on our single-mindedness. I believe the best way to eradicate double-mindedness is to focus your energy on being single-minded, right? But we also got to be able to identify what the opposite is so that we know when we're practicing it, right? So the power of single-mindedness, our scripture today um, to support what I'm going to share is coming from Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 39. And it says, And I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me forever for the good of them and of their children after them. So we talked about precepts and understanding that precepts guard, right, they, it guards our perception. God's precepts are for our good, right? The precepts that he gave to Adam and Eve in the garden were for their good. It was never anything to bring them any harm or to even restrict them because we saw yesterday as we looked through the scripture, he identified for them and gave them the perception of the abundance that they had because he was putting them in a state of mind, a state of abundance. And that same thing is true for us today, right? When we are Christ-centered, when we're focused on what Christ has done for us, the power that we have is the spirit of Christ that lives within us is us focusing our attention on the power of our single-mindedness. It's us focusing in on the abundance that we have so that when we then move into understanding all of God's precepts, all of his warnings and instructions for us as stewards, we have a clear understanding that we're not to think of it from a place of lack like Adam and Eve did, but to understand these things are there to protect us. And that scripture in thirty uh, chapter 32 and 39 of Jeremiah says it clearly, I'm giving you one heart and one way that you may fear me for your good and for the good of those after you, for the good of your children after you. Because when we honor God and keep his precepts in all areas of our lives, we find that there's a form of grace that we're abiding under, that certain things that shake others don't shake us. That does not mean that our human emotions are not there, but we are to focus on developing the ability in our character, the ability to uh, withstand our emotions and bring our emotions under the truth that comes from our precepts. Jesus Christ came to show us simply how to live in this fallen world this fallen, created, illusion-driven world with a single mind. If we look at his life, he was single-minded in all that he did. Single-mindedness is not narrow-mindedness. It is not to be so uh, closed off to the experiences and the journeys of other people because others have to take their own unique journey. If we look at all of the great leaders of the Bible, Moses, David, Joshua, All of them had a unique journey that was unique to them. 
But if you look at the overarching message of all of them, they were single-minded as they developed. They were not perfect because they were not Jesus, but they eventually became single-minded in their thoughts. There were consequences that they had to experience because of their choices because those leaders I mentioned were before grace, right? So their things had to work their ways out just like choices that we make still have to work their ways out, but because of grace, we do not succumb to those consequences. We aren't destroyed because of them. And so if we look and understand um, from a biblical standpoint that single-mindedness is simply us living a Christ-centered life, being Christ-centered in our beliefs, our thoughts, and our actions. It is when we allow the Christ-like character of Christ to develop within us, when we allow the patient work to take its course over us and we don't live our lives trying to avoid certain uh, uncomfortable situations. See, double-mindedness comes because we have now adopted that there is some other option available to us. There's some other way of approaching it or some other way of doing a thing. But when we understand that single-minded, single-mindedness is the power that we are given, the power that allows us to overcome, the power that allows us to see the true success that we desire because we let the thing have its perfect work in our life because we have understood that things do not come to us to destroy us or to harm us, but they are there to develop us, to strengthen us, to make us stronger, to help us grow, to give us the solid foundation needed so that when life storms do arise, we are not shaken on top, right? We have to allow the inner part of us to be developed so that it has some type of foundation to withstand because if we get top-heavy and we have no foundation under the bottom, the storm will kill us and it will destroy us. I was searching and defining, and there's a couple of definitions about single-minded that I want us to look at. Single-minded is an adjective, and in the dictionary.com, it is defined as having a having or showing a single aim or purpose. It is also defined as dedicated, resolute, and steadfast. In the Merriam-Webster dictionary, single-minded is defined as having one driving purpose or resolve. And in the Collins Dictionary, it is defined as single-hearted with only one aim or purpose. These really enlighten me because uh, I told you briefly one day this week earlier about a story a friend of mine called and was just discussing about her purpose and how to find her purpose. And all of these things keep coming back as, you know, certain things come up. And I was really intrigued because it says having one aim or purpose. And I looked and I studied and I said more about double-mindedness because we believe there's some other option, right? We, we say that there's some opposing view at different times. So the different times are different circumstances in our life. We have one thought, and then when certain circumstances are going another way, we have another thought. We're not the same. We're not... We're not practicing equanimity in our lives. We're just always going to and fro based on circumstances and situations. So it's the same thing when I hear, you know, in the marketplace and like my friend asking, what's my purpose? And I really heard God say it's not about what's my purpose. It's about what is God's purpose for me. And I believe that when we are Christ-centered, just when we are Christ-centered, just as Christ was centered on fulfilling the will of the Father, we're to be as centered on fulfilling Christ's will for us, right? Because our way to God the Father is through Christ and through Christ only. 
So when we are focused and we are single-minded on that task, allowing the Christ-like character to develop in us by studying the life of Christ, by believing in the power of Christ, by knowing the power and the authority that we've been given and taking actions on that truth, we don't have to worry about what's my purpose, right, because God created me. I'm created for his purpose. That's the single mind. It doesn't matter what I undertake. Whatever I have my right to steward over that God puts in my path, I know that at the end of the day, the one priority in all is to bring glory to him, right? Think about if you were to do that with your business. If you became single-minded, whether it's your business, whether it's your career, just in your life, that in everything in your life, whatever you have the stewardship over, that you are truly focused on one priority and that every other priority comes off of that tree of priority, that that focus, that priority is to glorify God. And then you have other priorities that dwindle off of that, right, because there are certain actions that have to be done based on whatever the particular undertaking is. But if always it goes back to does this decision glorify God, do you understand the simplicity and power that comes into your life? Because you begin to realize that there is no action that you can take that will manifest the wealth or success that you desire. You understand that the wealth and the success you desire is already there because of the source. The source is abundance. The source is wealth. The source is the source is success. Therefore, all you're doing is working out that thing in a physical realm by taking the necessary actions that lead to the momentum that brings it to pass in the physical realm. You relieve yourself of the pressure of thinking that you can figure out what's going to be the one thing I need to do to make this happen because I'm here to give you a really good freedom moment today. There's nothing you can do. If it's not a part of his will, if it's not the timing, there is no thing that you can do that's going to get you the thing that you began to lust after. And I use the word lust because lust is the strongest word for a self-based desire. doesn't matter what the object is. The moment you lust after the object of wealth or the object of success, you leave the source behind. You have just become double-minded. You have just entered a space where you are going to be split in your thoughts. There's going to be a divided direction that appears in your life. You're going to have, do I go this way, do I go that way, because now you're no longer operating from the power that's given to you by having that single-mindedness, but you have now split your desires because the object seems to be calling you or drawing you here, and then yet you're thinking that, oh, because I go after this object, I'm serving God, but in actuality you're serving yourself. So just remember that if you find yourself looking for quick solutions or maybe you have multiple ideas, multiple things that you're working on, but none of them are coming from the one source, Or maybe you have found yourself where you're concerned or overly desperate because the pressures of life seem to be outweighing you. You're probably probably experiencing double-mindedness. You're no longer single-minded in your focus. You have lost sight of the fact that all things that you need, you've already been given. 
You've lost sight that you're only the steward and not the creator. You're not responsible for the manifestation. You're just responsible for the execution of the assignment and the task that you've been given. And all else will work together as it should. Free yourself up today. Become single-minded and simple in your thinking, in your approach to your business, in your approach to your parenting, in your approach to the job that you work. Understand that when you are single-minded, life is so much easier to survive and to thrive because you recognize that all things will work together for you in its due season and its due time, and it is either working on you or working for you, and in either way it's going to bring you to the place that you so rightfully deserve and desire, not because you've done anything right, but simply because Christ is your Savior and you have focused your life truly on the thing that matters the most. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope it has given you some things to think about and helped you to continue to develop your power of single-mindedness so that you can begin to see all of the fruits of the things that you have put your efforts behind come forward. Do not be lost by the illusion making you believe you lack something or you are without something. You are right where you need to be doing exactly what you should be doing, and now your job is to continue to be focused in a single-minded fashion so that the power can continue to move at a momentum that will bring forth the manifestations that you desire. Thank you so much for joining us. Meet us back on the line tomorrow morning. And as Coach Adrena said, be sure to go on Facebook, hashtag Wisdom Inspired Podcast. Email us at hello at aaccoworking.com. Even if you don't want to give us an aha moment, just encourage us sometimes because we as leaders always need to hear from those that we serve that they are being impacted by what we share. And we appreciate you for taking the time. Go be great and we'll talk to you. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.